Okay, Nikhil. Hey. That is how you print. It is Nikhil, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, how are you, man? Thanks for coming on. I'm doing great. Having an awesome uh, Friday. How about yourself? I'm wondering about my Friday. Like I, I think I think it's I think it's weird. Like you get a, this blend of if you love what you do, there is no Friday feeling because there is no like Monday feeling. That's true. Right? That's true. You know what I mean? So it's it's cool. I think it like goes in like it, it transitions. It goes in stages where you you're you finding out you're doing what you love and then you're like damn it, no one will write me back on the weekends. So I can't <laughs> wait until Friday. I can't wait until Monday. Right. Then Monday right. comes. And then, dude, I'm telling you for at least the last 12 months or so, I, yesterday, I really did think it was Friday. All day, I was I had to snap myself out of it. Oh, it's not, it's not Friday. It's Thursday. Completely you been know? there, man. Yeah. 100%. So like, they just, all days are the same day. I feel like it's like a baseball player in the right. MLB. Like the, their schedules mean nothing. It's like, they have no idea if there is a game on Sunday or it's Monday or because they get random days off, you know, right. but they play five or six days a week, yep. you know? So it's like, that's kind of how I feel. So that's like my Friday. I understand it's a weekend, but I almost regret going into it. You know, yeah. It's like, oh, great. No one's going to fucking respond to my emails tomorrow. <laughs> I so totally like, hear you. And it's, it's always a know? bummer too. You know, well, I, I was going to say quickly, like shout out to the like indie and, and bootstrap community out there though. Cause they, they work on weekends. I can talk to those, those community yeah, members man. on weekends, but outside of that, you're not really getting anybody else. I agree. So I think like for me, well, it is funny because as we're building V1, mm. we're like, it sucks because as you're building the SaaS company, you're like, cool, we got support. And those yeah. support people, want to work nine to six or nine to seven. Right. But the fucking hustlers and the <laughs> side hustle, they, they work from seven to nine. Right. Right. So you're like, God damn it. Right. Like, yeah, it's like, cause they're not building while they're at work, building their side hustle while they're at work, you know? So yeah. it's like, I don't We're know. Into a bit of an figure, issue. Yeah. That's what's, that's, what's funny. And that's, what's really difficult about building or just one thing that's like really yeah. difficult about building what we're doing, you know? Yeah. So like building the tool that helps people build their tools, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So yeah. Hey, we need more of those. I'm not going to lie. I mean, the big, I think big companies, big tech companies could do a lot better at that, but you know, there's, there's so many priorities on their plates, right? Um, you know, there's that classic question uh, with, uh, you know, with VCs, right? Like, how are you different from yep. um, the, the big companies doing it? And you actually can show them pretty easily over time, right? Is that, you have this hyper-specialization, access to understanding of communities at a much deeper level. And, you know, these, these big companies can try, but like, I mean, it's, it's harder for them to justify, you know, trying to figure out like why people are, you know, working that late and how to adapt to that, right? Like they, they kind of have their own schedule that they've been building for, you know, 20 plus years, right? Like they, they don't have time to truly commit, you know, to, to the way that things are going until now. I mean, I think the pandemic served sure. them into an interesting way forward. So I won't, I won't go on a tangent about that, but I was going to say, you know, shout out to you know, particularly what what you're doing right with v1 like you know whatever whatever you're doing to adapt you're you're already ahead of like you know you're you're ahead of the curb on on what i think a lot of companies are trying to do at a much higher level but just don't get it because they're not close enough to the you know to they're not willing to go deep to the enough, sun yeah they're not getting <laughs> uh, yeah they're I not think getting their wings true. burnt yeah, they can. They can't. They have way bigger investors and IPOs to yeah. worry about. Or not even right. IPOs, but just in general, like stakeholders to worry about. So 
you know, How, or, wh- where uh, do you, that, I think that's a great place to start though, which sure. is like, I'm like, uh, I'm reaching this point where I'm like, dude, the only thing you can say one thing, it's going to piss off half the people anyway, or you can sure. do one thing and half the people are going to hate you. Or you could literally yeah. play something completely right. Mm-hmm. And 50% of the world. So you only have to cater to the other 50, the half of the people that will like you, you right. know? So it's like, and I was, I was doing like an investor pitch the other day or whatever. Sure. And I gave it my way. And this is mm-hmm. fucking, this is the 180th time I've given it. Right. So yeah. I think it's great. And, and I finally stuck and I actually got in an argument with the investor who I was, the investor group that oh, I was wow. giving it to. Like, yeah. because he goes, you're doing this for us. And I literally go, no, I'm not it's like, true. I'm doing this for me. Yeah. So it's like, I go, we're making, we're hitting here. We're hitting our numbers. We're hitting this. And it's like, you're, 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 you're lucky if I let you on this ride. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? So I like, agree. if I did this for investors, dude, mm-hmm. like you're going to lose big time. You know what I mean? Like, and what do you think about that? Like building for you, like knowing your core, your core, your authenticity, leading with that as you build product and build your audience. What's your take on that versus what you think some people want to see or the right way might be? Oh, I mean, I, I'm a big champion of this. I think, uh, you know, and I, I'm not like, I'll say it like this. I think there's, I think there is something as being like too contrarian where you, where you isolate yourself for reasons you should like, it's good to have an audience. It's good to have a group, right? It's not going to just deny everything for no reason, but in particular, in this case, like for sure, um, I'm hundred percent on the side of like build for you, build for your team, right? If you've got co-founders, if you've got people that you're working with, you know, I think building for investors means you're setting yourself up to possibly give away, you know, like what 51% of your company, which sounds like yeah, a pretty sure. miserable Sounds like a very miserable ending. Right? Sounds like, like I mean, you're I not an entrepreneur. It sounds like you're working for someone else. Yeah. I mean, frankly, that is exactly what it sounds like. Right. I mean, if, if we're going towards acquisitions, right? Like why, why should, you know, investors who might not be doing anything um, get most of that cut instead of you? Like, I mean, they, I, sure, everyone should get paid and, and go home well. But I mean, the people who really put their blood, sweat and tears in it need to need to be properly, uh, you know, compensated and, and need to be able to move forward to do bigger, better things, right? Like, I think that's pretty, um, you know, I... I want that to be the popular opinion. I'm not sure, you know, and maybe in the no code verse for startups in that space, what the, what the opinion is right now. I'm still trying to learn, um, you know, a little bit of that, that outsider in me coming in here, but I'm, I'm trying to like dive in deeper. And I think, I think in general, a lot of people in the no code community are frankly pretty, pretty much on the same track as you're talking about though, just because there are a lot of them are indie makers and bootstrappers who, you know, sort of stand by those beliefs and are just building these incredible tools. But hey, I'd love to hear you know any insight or any you know pushback if I'm if I'm not on the right track. And no, dude, I I do believe that like it's not about me being a like or I wouldn't say be a contrarian for contrarian's sake, mm-hmm. right? Like, but if you could, I just take this logic, I just reverse engineer it. Sure, you sure. can go into a hundred investor meetings, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you you are going to strike out on ninety six percent of them. You're yeah. only going to get 4% to say, yeah, event, like in theory, right? Right. Nine, they say right. even 99, right? But yeah. I'll even take it to 96. You get 4%, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, mm-hmm. Do you, that process of talking to 100 investors is hell. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah. If you like that, you're it's a fucking dirt. idiot, right? Yeah. Seriously. So, like, if you, you need to stay in the, you need to enjoy that, right? So, mm-hmm. you need mm-hmm. to do it how you want to do it. Because if like, so I go, 
you're doing it for if i bought heads with a <laughs> an investor that's yeah. like it, it no this is for us and it's like here's the real thing is like no it's not for you right like so like if you want to come and you want to say that thing to me i'm going to like lovingly tell you absolutely like my thoughts right yeah. so it's like no it's not for you it's like well you know right there that's a hard no you don't know like it's like bullshit follow up and like it's like great i get my personality out there right away so it's like you know what you're getting into right like sure. you fucking listen to one of my podcasts and go i love this guy or i don't like this guy so it's not like me bringing someone on the pod and going like right oh yeah let's do it right so it's like i don't i'm not a contrarian for contrarian sake yeah i'm just course, like of course unapologetically like me because otherwise dude i try to think 90 percent of people fail and give up on this why do you That's think look, i'll ask you why sure. do you think that is like why do you think 90 percent of people absolutely fail doing what we're doing right now being an entrepreneur yeah i mean i i think part of it really comes down to it, it's that like the rejection is hard and the yeah. process of getting, you know, of argue, even arguing or even having, you know, sort of like the those kind of discussions where people doubt you. I mean, that's a hard thing to get through. There's a lot of there's a lot of grit that's necessary. There's a lot of understanding of, you know, the uh, of that this happens to everyone. I think there's just a general there's a lot of people that set the wrong expectations coming in. Right. They maybe don't do mm -hmm. the right research. They don't really know. You know, it, it's not even like. I'll say one thing that I, this is a little bit contrarian of me to say, but I don't think you need to be part of like a million communities to understand it. I think you can do a lot of reading. Like, I, I'm yeah, sorry, sure. I just can't, I cannot confidently give that advice anymore because I think that could yeah. actually waste time from building product, right? Like, I don't yep. I don't think you need to start a startup by joining a hundred Slack groups that help you with product management <laughs> and, and development help and whatever. Those could be great sources to hire people, mind you. So it could work for that. But, you know, being in, engaged in those is, you know, to a certain degree, you have to, you have to limit yourself to where you're even social media usage. Like, I mean, yeah. when I'm working, when I'm ha heads down on a new venture, like you're, I'm going dark for a few weeks, like, you know, maybe weeks, maybe months, but like, that's just, you have to be able to sacrifice some things and you have to understand that it's going to be a pretty inconsistent process. And you're saying that yourself right, with the, with the investor stuff, right. Is that it's an inconsistent, you know, 96% of them are just going to be like, yep. they could be very terrible and people don't love inconsistency. Right. There's, there's a lot of, you know, yeah, man. Natural you, human nature. So, right. It's so, it's so funny. Like, so I think at some point I, fl I flipped that switch of giving sure. a fuck. No, like, no, like, because if <laughs> you do care, it's like, and you go in, I've had so many investors waste my time and they know, and they always end up, not always, but they, they end up saying no for the stupidest reason yeah. that could have been sussed out at the very beginning absolutely right like before taking three meetings like every investor wants a different fucking chore i, I call it chore now where sure. i'm like oh you want to see this report mm -hmm. asshole you know what yeah. i mean like yeah, this yeah. is my real take where it's like dude i'm not doing that for a 25k check right you know what i mean it's right. like no i agree i i don't know so like i kind of look at that and go I, th I don't think until you've experienced that, like wasting mm -hmm. and putting so much effort into one investor where it's like, how do you, how would you, cause you're an angel investor, right? I am. Yep. Yep. Great. So like, how do you suss that out or a deal at the beginning? Ooh. You know what I mean? Like we're on the flip side of it where I go, 
motherfucker, you could have figured that. Like, I got to know the other, like, uh, I haven't been raising actively, but like sure. a few months ago, it was like, you had a market concern, motherfucker. Like a market, that could have like literally market concern is on first meeting, right? right? Like you're literally, and that's a, that's an easy one, but like, how do you figure it out on the flip side early on if it is or isn't for you? Take me that progression. If you, if you're listening to a pitch. Sure. Sure. And I'll put a full disclaimer, you know, I think VCs and angels do function differently. So, you know, I'm like, definitely I'm, I'm in the, you know, area of understanding that, yeah, you know, VC firms have, have way more people probably hitting them up than they're hitting up, you know, someone like myself and, and my peers sure. and things like that. Like I, I get that. And that does lead to different sort of conversations, but you know, that as an angel, I feel like I have, what I love about, you know, even doing it in the first place and giving back to startups. I do a lot of advising I'd say as well is just the ability to sort of come down to the level of the founder a little bit more than potentially some firms can just because, mm. you know, like I said, they're, they're too sure. busy. So it's it's transparency for one. I know everyone preaches that. I, I cannot say every VC out there does, you know, practice what they preach. <laughs> but for me, I, if I'm not transparent about what I think and my methodology, uh, I've already failed the company I'm talking to, right? And mm-hmm. I'm also a, a huge believer in like, you know what, it might not work out, it might not be a great fit. But let's have a like, let let's have the conversation, like, you know, pitch me, but let's not, you know, let's have the, you know, not like uncomfortable per se, but the things that might be the concerns, you know, rather than it being like, if you're saying maybe push to like five different calls or something like that, like, let's just put it up front, right? Like I'm, I'm about that. And like I said, anything else is a disservice and a waste of your time and my time, right? So for sure. me, it's about, you know, it's A, it's it's putting out that methodology really upfront too. Like as I'm getting to know someone before they pitch me, I, I do my best to help them. Right? I'm like, here's the philosophies I live on. Here are some of the method- methodologies. Here are the Paul Graham essays that I've been reading to, you know, think about this. Or here's a, <laughs> yeah. here's another thing. Like, not to sound cliche, but I mean, there are helpful things. And I, I also I also do straight up get people who, you know, they're kind of like they they're skeptical, right? They're just like, all right, well, yeah. you know, as an angel, um, you know, where's your like? I admit I have an angel invested in a ton of properties, yeah, or a ton of ventures rather. And um, you know, I have I have ways to go to reach, you know, some people's crazy numbers of of being able to invest in a lot of companies at at once, but um, you know, I think part of it is, you know, like it has to be a journey when you're bringing an angel on, I think it is an opportunity for a journey to really be together. Right. Because angels can mm-hmm. walk you into VC deals, right. Angels can walk you into some, some very, you know, big opportunities that might not require as much equity. Right. Like, I mean, the angels, there's a lot of different people with different motives and I think there's flexibility to it. So, you know, I make that, that flexibility on my end, very clear. I make it clear, you know, where, where I get my learning, where I get my methodology, and I, you know, try to be my best, try to do my best to uh, really not necessarily just leave it up to theory or something like that, but really leave it to, you know, what I've been learning, what I've been seeing, my experience in the industry, you know, big clients that I've worked with, small clients that I've worked with through the years in different like innovation um, and R&D aspects. There's so many different ways to look at it. And, you know, that I, I like to be pretty, I love talking about it. I could, if there could be you know, more, I, I need to get on more like uh, clubhouses or something to talk about it because I think there's so many cool learnings to discuss with people, but yeah, that's just sort of a starting point. You know, hopefully that makes sense. And uh, yeah, I think it does make sense. No code. If you want me to like, Oh, after, fuck it. No, man, no, let's not, but no, I love, I love the organic flow of these. It's like, you know, it's like all like, it's like uh, when I go into, when I take no code, it's like, all business information is good for no coders, right? Like, or no code CEOs. You're like, at the end of the day, when we talked about this before I pressed record, like 
dude, it is about building a business around no code. Like these no code uh, folks who build with us or build with whoever and are these no code CEOs, they're going to yeah. want to raise money and prove concept and do all these other things. Exactly. And it's like, we, we, I want to even go back to one of the earlier points that we were talking about, which is um, the bullshit on the social things. And I remember seeing one of your retweets about like Elon Musk. Yeah. Like, what was it? It was so many people are like following Elon Musk and shit. And it's like, but just be uh, your own entrepreneur. Like, yeah, right. Like who gives a, f- whatever it was right. on Twitter was like, who gives a f- It was a good one. Be your own. Yeah. Be your own entrepreneur. And I'm like, yeah, dude, dude, how many people that you, you see this where they're like, why are you following these people constantly and obsessed with these people? Like go yeah. not only be your own entrepreneur, but like go just do entrepreneurship, just go Absolutely. do entrepreneur, you know? So like, how much of that do you see getting in the way as you like prospect something or build something or you see it in the community? Yeah. Well, first of all, shout out to Andrew Metal, like um, and Metal is spelled like the the name, like that. He's uh, at Andrew Metal on Twitter who tweeted that. Um, he's actually really oh, okay. good at champion exactly what you're talking about um, because he's like I think he's definitely in that in that same mindset of like you know what you know if you're if you're bootstrapping do it if you're venture capital raising do it but just do it like start somewhere and I think he. He runs a, yep. a pretty large podcast as well and things like that. So he's a great resource on Twitter. And I, I only recently started following him, but I've been digging through his stuff. And that tweet was just like, it was so perfect because I, I do respect Elon, you know, all, all things aside. And I do follow him to some extent because I like Tesla. That's that's my big thing. I'm I'm, you know, in the in the wait list for a cyber truck. Like I'm not going to deny it. It's I'm pretty excited to to get that in, you know, whenever it's going to come out. But sure. the thing about the thing about, you know, even thinking like that the way people worship some CEOs is I sure. think Elon Elon's like it's Elon it's like Bezos it was Jobs I think people tunnel vision themselves into trying to be like a single person which is like I I guess that organically happens right you just tend to see the person who's most active or has the most books on them and most like news articles but um, you know to be honest I think there's so much to learn from people who re- really don't like talk about as much right I think um, yep. for example like. You know, I I know that a lot of people have been looking at Vlad Tenev recently, right? From from Robin Hood, and I know that he's he's yeah. being more scrutinized than respected right now. But you know, on on a like separate note, I have been following his work and some of the the stuff that he did with his founders at Robin Hood for for a little longer now. And that's just like there's a different part of the journey to look at there, right? And take inspiration from, um, you know, the people at like Buffer, like those they're insane, man. Like I I don't yeah. know how they. They took the world by, or they took the sort of marketing world by storm so well. But I like, I've been following them for quite a while now. And it's just, it's so crazy to see that journey. Shopify, I've definitely been, you know, follow of their, of some of their, uh, you know, internal people, product people, like things like that since the earlier days. And just, just being able to take some time, look for some of those like underdogs and, and even like look for companies that you want to like, just predict that they're going to be big, right? Like that's sometimes a fun activity and then follow their founders oh. to see where they're going. That's Oh, it's, that's interesting. Yeah, dude. That's a brilliant piece of fucking advice. That's I really a br- yeah, don't know why that's more brilliant. people don't put time into that. Like, I mean, uh, dude, yeah. That's so true. I, like, I think for, sorry, go. I was going to say quickly, one founder I got to mention right now, and he has blown up, but it's it's all because of really the pandemic and he's, he's really like, the info that's come out is really uh, important and, and contextual to the time. But um at like Chris Hurd at Chris underscore Hurd. He's a, he's the founder of first space HQ, which is a a remote first company. So yeah, sorry. I should, maybe I should mention more no code people. Bubble is also a great (laughs) company to follow. No, no, listen, dude, no, 
like that not with the no code people but like i'm i want to get the people that aren't just no coders yeah right like and like educate them so i love not the dude sometimes it no code dude right now is just like a bunch of the same people that's true so it's like just talking to the same people giving the same shout outs yeah you know yeah so like this is great this guy that i'm mentioning i mean he he now owns the narrative and i think even is going to start like a a remote company like he started a fund that helps companies that want to build tools for larger companies to go remote or something like and that's all within a year he's been able to build into like an angel network he's been able to build out this product which has like thousands of people on the wait list i don't even think it's out yet but just through tweeting just through sharing that journey um you know and and sharing his like advice through his journey he's been able to share advice because he's running a company remote and he's building a company for remote so he was able to sort of like eat his own dog food in like the coolest way possible as he's expanding his company. And, you know, I, I think he went from like, I don't know, like 3000 to 35,000, like Twitter followers, something within a year or some, some crazy figure like that, which I, I just like noticed one day, I'm like, holy shit, like this guy, he's all over LinkedIn now. And that kind of advice, I mean, but I remember I was just like, I followed him because I was like, I agree with the idea of going remote. And I just want to see like where his company goes, because I've seen people in the space, try it. Um, and yeah, it, it's anyways, it's, it's important to do things like that because you're just getting different perspectives. And that's where, you know, just following Elon and just believing that Elon's journey is the only way to take it. I mean, most people won't admit that that's what they're doing. They'll say, ah, oh, that sounds foolish. But then they'll say like, wait a minute, I only read resources from these like big CEOs, right? I'm not really looking at anything else. Like, I, I think that, that leads to a lot of transformation in a founder's journey uh, or in a, you know, first, first time CEO's journey all the way to a fifth time CEO's journey. Like, Either way, a lot of value to be had from from looking at multiple like sources. Yeah, I think you might be muted, Jeremy. Oh, dude. Yeah, I fuck. No, I, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? I don't know. I think I might have right? moved up. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Leaving this in, dude. Oh, leaving shit, the- man. The <laughs> better raw. even? All right. Raw. All right. <laughs> raw i want people you want to know what's funny do you want to know what dead air if you listen to that in the car as you're driving then you said i think you're on mute and i you didn't hear anything you want to know for a second you get out of your head and you think about that and you're like what did the did the so it's like it literally it's raw it's authentic it's real life it happens right like totally and you're thinking this doesn't normally what right so it's like you kind of shift gears so like uh, yeah. that, or I'm just good at selling anything mutes fucking my fuck ups. So like, oh, good, good. uh, dude, I love what you said. Like literally it was one of the greatest points. And I think, uh, I've worded it once as don't compare yourself to Elon Musk. And that's oh, what people that's do when they follow You compare yourself to the next level of magnitude. Yeah. Right. So like that's as close as I've worded what you've just said, which is compare yourself to the people that are like or or what i mean with compare yourself like follow the people that are like a little bit ahead of you right like follow those journeys learn from where they're at right now and it's like because real talk you're most likely not going to be elon no and right? i mean so like like his journey also i mean you were you on the clubhouse of his by any chance no i was see i'm not a i'm not i don't right like I haven't been, I've been grinding my stuff. Sure. Right. So sure. it's like, I try to eat my own dog food. You know? It's pretty, it's pretty time consuming, but I, I love the app because there are some really good conversations, but Elon said it brilliantly. He said, 
<laughs> because they, they asked him this question that I was even surprised was kind of asked, but maybe it makes sense. Uh, they asked him, what would you say to people that want to follow your journey? And he said, don't. He said, this shit sucks. If you want word of affirmation, you, words of affirmation or whatever, like if you want, if you want people to like push you forward in some way, don't do this. Like, you know, don't, don't try to, there's yeah. just so many, like you're going to be eating glass and it's going to be disgusting. It's going to be rough. Like it was just an incredible, it was incredible to me that he just like, I don't know. He just like pushed that forward. So like, and, and, and some people will disagree, right? Some people will be like, well, you kind of sure. need support. You should have support groups, which I also agree with, but it's still, it, I know what he was saying. And even if it's very like blunt, it, it makes sense. Like yeah. it's, you just got to yeah. understand that his journey was not beautiful at all. It's beautiful now, or it might seem beautiful to some people now and very, yeah. uh, you know, attractive and appealing, but you know what he went through to get there, he went broke. He had to borrow money for rent. I mean, read the stories, right? He, he, like Steve yep. jobs. Like I still know people who don't know that Steve jobs was kicked out of his own company, you know, a little company called Apple for, for several years started Pixar, which is great. But you know, that that's the kind of conversation like that's the crazy thing is that you got to be able to look at different perspectives and you got to look you know no one i saw a great another great tweet i can just talk about tweets all day that was like nobody tweets about the investments that failed like and oh that's, i that's, saw that one who was it did you retweet it maybe i saw it then who was who i don't, I don't know that? if i retweeted it but um shoot i think he's one of the former Damn, I, saw it. I think he's an i think he's very big in the angel community i gotta remember who it was it was just one okay. of those like passing passing like things that I was like, click. And I didn't check again who it was, but um, yeah, me I'll, too. I'll try to remember yeah. who it was. So I have too many fall, like too many people I follow. Right. So okay. uh, different problem there, but yeah, like I, I saw that in, and it's even for startups, right. That's for ventures. The same thing. Like, you know, I'll say it, I've had a failed venture and you know, it was, it was a like totally, you know, very cohesive process to end it, but it, it still sucked afterwards. Like it was, you know, glad it was like a mutual thing with, with a co-founder, glad it sort of like, you know, fizzled away without a lot of issues, but how did you fail? It was a, uh, it was a lack of product market fit. Yeah. I was uh, okay. doing a, I was doing a startup that was in the hospitality industry and was with artificial intelligence. Definitely, definitely not a low code thing. It was a very, you know, high level project, a lot of crazy things going on. And we just couldn't find the product market fit because the hospitality industry moves at a, at a rate that I do not think a lot of survive, like startups can survive and thrive in. Um, especially gotcha. if you're working directly, you know, integrating technologies into things like hotels and hospitals and things like that. So, um, and that's what we were aiming for. And you know what? We aimed for the moon. We we had a chance to go through an accelerator. Like that was that was for sure. You know, for me, it was a great time to just understand what I wanted to do moving forward. Right, the uh, type yeah. of philosophies, methodologies, and and it's led me to where I am now. You know, doing angel investing and, and everything else that I do in sort of the the R and D startups, even the esports world that I'm in. You know, sort of involved in right now as well. Like there's it there's just a lot of inspiration to take away from that. And I'm, I'm okay with talking about it. You know, it's like, you don't have to flaunt it all the time or whatever, but it's, it's something to at least talk about. It's something to at least share. And, you know, I, I hope that new founders understand that like failing, you know, that is part of the process. And, you know, going back, I'll take it full circle to one of your initial questions where you mentioned, you know, uh, the idea of like why people don't do it. That is why, like, I mean, failure it mm. is extremely hard to fail. And it's extremely hard to come back sometimes with the same energy that you had before you did, um, especially yeah. if it's sort of like a you know if it's literally straight up shutting a company down. So yeah, that that's just like a, a stream of consciousness I wanted to share. But you know, hopefully no, that I answers love that. the question in a long well, way. Well, no, around. it does. Yeah, like the yeah the long the long way around. No, long story short, it, not really. We still yeah we still got there. So yeah. like uh, I want to close with this: the number sure. one biggest pro tip that you can give to uh, 
business people and a lot of the mm-hmm. young no coders out there that you see uh, big, biggest, biggest piece of advice that you might have. Okay. Yeah. So, um, let me, I'm trying to like figure out a good way to, I knew this question was coming, but I still want to formulate it well. Yeah. So we, like, we, should we go dead, dead pause again? Why you no, think? no, 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 it's all good. <laughs> I think I got it. I think I got it. So all right. in my opinion, no code and low code is very, very important for the future of startups right now. I don't even think everyone realizes it yet, but you know, I created like, I've just been creating some really crazy things with um, tools like lobe.ai and mm. um, runway.ml or runwayml.com and like some of the no code like AI tools. And I gotta say, we're coming up to an incredible time. Um, you know, at, at the moment, like just to, to share what I do other than angel investing, I'm currently a head of operations at a, at a company called Chat Mode. We specifically, we're a Microsoft partner that we work on a lot of R&D and AI things specifically. And I just wanna say like, you know, I live in that ecosystem a little bit more right now. And what I'm seeing happening there too, like these startups are putting so much pressure on big companies to go low code and no code. And mm. that's about to, that's about to ex- continuously explode as if no code, no code already has exploded in the right direction, but as if, you know, founders think that there aren't enough resources, there's plenty more on the way. So you know, Microsoft is really doubling down on their power automate resources that allow uh, robotic process automation to become no code and AI modeling to become no code UI path, right? One of the biggest RPA tools on, on the planet is like, you know, they, they have a no code studio with their uh, UI paths apps projects, which I've played with. And um, I know Google's doing something. I know like just, I mean, even Amazon, I'm sure is probably, they've, they've got to be looking into something at this point, because I know for, for things like uh, conversational AI, Alexa, and, and some of the tools that they have back there, like they've been trying things in the background, right, to make it drag and drop to create Alexa skills rather than having it be, you know, a a code deployment. So there's like, there's something in the water. And I just want to share from my experience of where I'm working at right now, I'm, I'm sort of at a, at a point where I'm working like on the cusp of some really incredible things. And the fact that no code can help me prototype that and do, you know, mock implementations and, and actually like straight up help me do something like machine learning modeling faster and image recognition and things like that. That's incredible. That's just so, I don't even know how to say it. Like, I, I think I can't stress the importance enough. And for CEOs out there who are thinking like, gosh, I don't know if I have the right tools to start. I don't, have the, I don't know if I have the right tools to validate. I mean, I don't know if that's an excuse anymore, right? Or, you know, like yeah. I, I know there's certain products that, that fall out of certain boundaries and things, but, you know, there's Shopify, Squarespace, WordPress have become very no-code friendly now and integrate with all yeah, your favorite man. tools. And there's just so many, like, there's so many people doubling down on it, you know, from a startup perspective, which makes it, you know, a low barrier entry, but the big companies are sort of releasing their, their tools now, and, and they're probably going to be competitive on pricing too, which makes it much easier for, you know, it's great for the no-code CEOs, right? Especially, you know, yep. if you're a younger CEO, maybe if you're fresh out of college, like you might not have the most money to invest in a startup right now, but no-code, no-code is about to make things so much, so much more possible consistently like with the new tools coming out with the new capabilities. And like I said, these big companies are going to offer these tools. Smaller startups will offer more specialized tools. And that's just, that's just incredibly important. Like, I don't know how to, like, like I said, I, I wanted to put my experience in there because I, you know, like I said, I, I do work with a lot of like higher, you know, I really do need code and, and I really do like more complex implementations. But yep. the fact that I can do so much prototyping and offer so much value to fortune 500 clients that I happen to work with, or, you know, middle, uh, sort of mid-market, like large enterprises that I work with, that 
being able to show them that and validate, you know, really big R and D experiments to me, it's just crazy. It's just because, because one, on one hand, you could go and you could build these entirely crazy demos and, and have your dev team spend hours and hours just like sifting through information, making new models, or you have these amazing no code tools where you could literally do it while you sleep. Right. And you could yeah. you know, set up, you could set up things with drag and drop, which allows, you know, your, the marketing people that you're working with that allows, uh, you know, the, the sales people, like, it allows anybody, your product people, your non-technical product people on a team to be able to be involved with the technical part and actually learn from it. That's the, that's the extension of this is that you got people on your team who are non-technical, who can become technical by leveraging no-code solutions where all they have to do is drag and drop. And the platform kind of explains it to them and explains what's going on and allows them to get a little more hands-on. So, you know, web Webflow is making, it looks like Photoshop, right? That's the brilliant yeah, part it of it. It's not, it's not a new interface and, you know, designers know Photoshop, uh, marketers yep. know Photoshop, photographers know Photoshop. They can get into Webflow and be like, wait, now I can create websites. Now I can, now I can create web apps. Like, with the same mindset that I have when I'm looking at a Photoshop interface, like that, that bridge is so insane. And I want to bring it back to my, my methodology. Cause I, I you know, I'm, I'm trying to get bigger as an angel. I'm, I'm not really taking new companies right now, but in the future, like I'm, I'm you know, <laughs> aiming to, to, uh, you know, start a rolling fund and, and work with other funds potentially and angel groups and things like that. Um, I want to see companies come to me with no code solutions that they whipped up. And I want that to be, mm. I want people to be confident when they come to me with that, like, don't, don't even hide it. Tell me the tools that you use. Tell me that you understand, you know, what, what's going on. And, you know, tell me how you were crafty with the validation. Cause to me, that's validation of you as a founder, finding all the resources that's resourcefulness at its, at its peak. That's what I think no code has really become right now. And I I'm just damn impressed at the things that I've seen in the community. And, uh, you know, generally, like I said, I'm, I'm only getting into the no code community now, but I have been using no code tools for quite some time. And, and have been, you know, experimenting with it already. And it's just incredible, man. Like there's just so many, there's so many ways that you can get started now. And, um, you know, the, there's just a, it's going back to that whole like founder issue, right? Like if, if you're, if you're not even willing to work with the tools you have right now, you know, you might have to reassess whether you want to be an entrepreneur or not, but if you're ready to, Agreed. you know, dig down and, and really get to it. I mean, there's, like I said, you can literally, do like machine learning models and mock artificial intelligence with these no code solutions. And that's gotta be something that's gotta be something yeah. for the future of, of product development. So yeah, that is I really my, do believe that too. That's my mega pro tip. It's like, that's not, that's like a selection of pro tips, but I'll put it all under one thing, which <laughs> that is, is MVP a plethora, that is a novel of pro tips. I love it. There we go. But I, I, I categorized <laughs> it. So, you know, we'll, we'll have a count like that. <laughs> I love it. Dude, where, Nikhil, where can people find you? Twitter the be is the best place. I'm at Nick Vimal. So that's N-I-K-V-I-M-A-L. Um, I tweet about startups, PC, esports, cool stuff like that. Um, definitely exploring no code a lot more. And, uh, you know, one of the, like, you know, just to, to plug myself a little bit, one thing that I, I will be trying to tweet about a little bit more is that, you know, bridge of AI and intelligence, you know, like mocking up and prototyping using um using no code solutions i really want to turn that into some be it like a video series be it a medium substack somewhere i'm going to have something about that because like i said i just work in an ecosystem right now specifically where um there's going to be you know microsoft is going to make some big moves that i would love to share but i also want to share you know the startups that are working on this and other uh companies out there that are you know excelling in it and i just want you know i want founders to see that there's options to be on the cutting edge 
without necessarily having to be, you know, a computer scientist for 15 years, right? Like it's great to have, and it's, you know, when you're, when you're scaling, great. Like you can hire your CTOs, you can hire your head of engineering. It's like there will be a time for different things, but when you're getting started and when you really want to validate ideas, build products, I mean, if you're a college student, like even building no code solutions and showing that understanding is enough, like that's enough to be a resume piece. Like I don't necessarily think yep. you need to necessarily do anything like that could at least depending on where you want to go for product roles, specifically product management and stuff, no code solutions are very easy ways to get jobs. So, sorry, I was talking to someone the other day who actually like asked me something along the lines of that. And I realized like, huh, I just realized that like I could hire, I could feel so comfortable hiring people if they could show me that they made like no code slash low code solutions where they understood the like cutting edge stuff they were working with, right? Or, or the systems that they right. were working with and how it all came together. Because Zapier, you know, it takes a level of, of uh, understanding to get Zapier working right with with Webflow and with these AI tools and things like that. So, um, you know, power to the people with no code. Like there's so many different ways it can go. And sorry, long plug aside, I just want to write <laughs> about it. I want to explore it further. Um, maybe I need to come back on this podcast or something, right? Okay, have a that's what we're going to do. That's yeah, because I'm do. more than down. I'm more than down <laughs> to continue sharing, you know, what I'm finding. And, and yeah. I want to see, like I said, I just want to see startups come to me that are like, we made this with, no, with low code solutions. We know what it's going to take to build it further. But here's at least a prototype and validation with real users who are sort of in a more mock environment, you know, building like data for us, right? The proprietary part. Yep. So yeah, that's, I love it. That's what I'm so we'll have to, to have you come back on, Nick. I, you know, I'll be more than down. You know, I'll be more than down. <laughs> I've had a lot of fun, Jeremy. Thanks so much for having me. Dude, I love this. Thanks so much for coming on. I look forward to getting you back on here. Yeah, absolutely. All right, take care.